chapter 7, verses 1 through 6. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law had dominion over a man as long as he liveth? For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sins, which were by the law, did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Now, Paul makes it plain in this passage that they were no longer under the law. He shows that the law was a dominant thing. He who tried to live under the law was dominated by it. Then he gives an example. According to the law, a married woman was bound to her husband as long as he lived. But after his death, she was a free woman with the right to remarry. Paul uses this example of the law to show how they were divorced from the law and were now under grace. He says that they had been delivered from the law. They were set free from the law that they should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. It was impossible in the first place for anyone to keep the whole law. The law was given to show man that he was indeed in need of a savior. Salvation could not and cannot be obtained by working. Salvation is by grace through faith. All right, let's look at verses 7 through 25. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law. For I had not known lust, except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. But sin, taken occasion by the commandment, wrought in me all manner of concipiences. For without the law, sin was dead. For I was alive without the law once. But when the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. And the commandment which was ordained to life I found to be unto death. For sin, taken occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it slew me. Wherefore the law is holy and just and good. Was then that which is good made death unto me? God forbid. But sin, that it might appear sin, working death in me by that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceeding sinful. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, soul under sin. For that which I do I allow not, for what I would that I do not, but what I hate that I do. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good I would I do not, but the evil which I would not that I do. Now, if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law 
When I would do good, evil is present with me, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this debt? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Now, the key verse in this passage is verse 25. Here is how it reads from another translation. Thanks be to God who does this through our Lord Jesus Christ. This then is my condition. On my own, I can serve God's law only with my mind, while my human nature serves the law of sin. Now, Paul says here that the law itself was not sinful. In fact, the law itself was holy, just, and good. The law made known what sin was. Paul said he would have not known what sin was without the law. Then he says that he once was alive without the law. In other words, he could not be held accountable for his sins if he had not known it was sin in the first place. But when the law came, it revealed that man was indeed in sin. Now, Paul says when sin revived, he died. In other words, when light was shed on sin, humanity's identity was revealed. And that identity is carnal. Here in this sense, unsaved, sold under sin, controlled and mastered by the sin nature. And in that condition, the mind knew what the right thing to do was, but the sinful nature which once ruled your life made you do the opposite. The sinful nature consists of nothing good. Then he concludes that a person in this condition on his own can serve God, God's law only with his mind while his human nature serves the law of sin. In other words, an unsaved person can have a mind to do what is right, but they are unable without God in their life because the sinful human nature within them serves the law of sin. In this chapter, Paul gives the life of a sinner who tries to keep the law. Then he asks the million-dollar question, who is able to deliver a person in this condition? And then he gives the answer. He says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Everyone has to go through Jesus Christ in order to be delivered from sin. In chapter 8, Paul sheds light on the lives of believers in Christ. He gives the identity of the believers in chapter 8. Chapter 7 shows the life of an unbeliever only. Verse 18 proves this. It reads, again, For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. Another translation reads uh, this verse like this. I know that good does not live in me, that is, in my human nature. For even though the desire to do good is in me, I am not able to do it. Now, does this sound like a born-again, Holy Spirit-filled, water-baptized, tongue-talking believer in Christ? Absolutely not. What do you mean... You are not able with the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you to do what is right. Again, this proves that Paul was showing the life of an unbeliever in chapter 7. Now, allow me to deal briefly with verses 22 and 23. It reads, For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. 
But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Now, another translation reads these verses like this. My inner being delights in the law of God, but I see a different law at work in my body, a law that fights against the law which my mind approves of. It makes me a prisoner to the law of sin which is at work in my body. Now, here is my question. Are we prisoners to the law of sin? Absolutely not, but the unsaved are. Chapter 7, again, is a picture of the unbelievers, and chapter 8 is the wonderful picture of believers in Christ, as we shall see.